Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to the Wednesday show. How is everybody today? Um, first of all, I'm going to start the show by saying that I'm kind of like sinuses are gone crazy today. And I think the reason my sinuses have gone nuts is because of fires. We have a lot of fires in Southern California and the greater Los Angeles area. It's a really beautiful area. not too far from the coast up in Ventura, up along Highway 101. Yeah, was it old song by uh, who was the group? America, Ventura Highway. Well, that's kind of where they were taking you on this little journey. So that's what we're talking about. So yeah, we got fire. So I've been asking my friends on Facebook and friends in general to either pray or meditate on the concept of getting some light brain here, changing the weather patterns. We need some rain. So if you want to help us with this a little bit, just focusing on visualizing seeing Southern California get some light rain to help put out the fires and tamp down the dust because the dust and the ashes are getting to, for example, me. In some areas, you can't go outside. And this is really amazing that this is a really beautiful areas of Southern California and a lot of homes are being destroyed. And to me, and I'm not going to be preachy about this, but it is an example of climate change. Because we normally don't get fires in December. Now, like, the weather hasn't been extremely hot. It's been like 70-something to 80, which is a little warm for this time of the year. But we don't have any rain, no moisture in the air. It's been dry. There's been winds. So we, I'm going to ask you to kind of put your energy out there, put your thoughts out there, put your prayers out there, put your meditation on, working with spirit to help us to get a little moisture in the air. Even a little moisture would be good. A little onshore breezes, ocean breezes, a little moisture in the air would help a lot. So change, yeah, we got to change the dynamics here. we got to change the weather patterns. We can do that. Consciously, we can do that. I believe, really believe that if we put our conscious energy into things, we can make changes. Group dynamics. So all my friends, if you're listening to the show, if you listen to the show later, uh, please do that for us. And I have a caller. I'll be with you in a minute. Are you still there? Yeah, you're still there. I don't know. I'll be the, let, me, let me take one minute. And we're going to talk about raising your consciousness today and guidance on that. So, But I wanted to explain something about I define myself as a spiritual life coach. And I wanted to explain, take about a minute and explain for a couple minutes or an hour. No, no we'll take an hour because I will let my spirit guides talk to you and I take a call in a couple of minutes. Explaining a little bit about how I define and what it means to be a spiritual life coach and how that's different perhaps than a medium or a psychic or the other terms and a therapist and all that sort of thing. Well, I'm not a therapist. I'm a trained hypnotherapist. I'm a trained shaman. I, I've studied, you know, all this sort of all a lot of modalities, Reiki, you know, just just you know, hands-on healing. So what's what's a spiritual life coach? Well, it's allowing spirit to help you in whatever aspects of your life, okay? Whatever's going on with you. But it's not just about when things are going to happen because, you know, when you talk about a psychic, most people want to know when things are going to happen or why is this person this way or why is that person that way? But a spiritual coach, as I see it, and this is my definition of it, is a person that, yeah, spirit will tell you when, Something might happen in your life. But it really comes down to you deciding, yeah, I want that. I can believe it. I can accept it. I'm going to manifest it. I, I can see that happening in my life. That really comes down to that. You could pr- Predictions are only as good as you're willing to let it be. Okay? Because if you don't believe it and you don't accept it, and if you heard about 12 different from 12 different people's different time frames, you get a little confused. 
So the coaching part is more about the word how. How do you get there? How do you raise your consciousness, your vibration? How do you let go of what's holding you back from getting what you want? And that's really what kind of what I'm about is how do you get there? Not if it's going to happen, because I really believe, and I'm a law of attraction practitioner in the sense of I've studied that for over 20 years, going way back to Napoleon Hill and be, way before The Secret and all that stuff came out. And it's that your thoughts create your world. Your thoughts along with your emotions create your world. I truly believe that. What we put out there to the universe comes back to us. So it's changing the how part. So that's what I was going to talk about today is changing the how. How are you to get there? Now, I sound like a broken record, but it's really, really important if you want something in your life. If you just want to be tranquil, if you want to be peaceful, how do you get there? How do you turn off that crazy monkey mind that's just keeping you from getting what you want? So the life coaching, and if I can help you, there my information is on the info, episode information. I can help you with, okay, spirit will sometimes tell you when things are going to happen in your life. That, that I can't control them from telling you that. I, I really can't. I, I, you know, I've kind of said, oh, I don't want to know about when, but they go, yeah, this is going to happen for them. This is the time frame. Right? And so that's, that's something that happens. But we get, then we get into the how part. And the how part is really important. How do you make that happen? What do you have to do? What's your part of the job, right? The law of attraction says you ask for it. You're shown when you're shown something from the universe. And then the how part is something you got to do. There's always something. And, and it, sometimes it's just raising yourself to the highest vibration or just letting it go and go have some fun. I got an article. I kind of disagree with one of their points, but... It's about letting it go and having some fun, enjoying life, finding things that feel good. Once you know what you want and you've asked for it and even the universe has said, yeah, you're going to have that. It's coming into your life. We've, we've set it on your way. It's going to happen in a month or six months or a year from now or tomorrow. You have to be accepting of that. And that's what coaching is all about is getting you into the how part and why part and helping you understand a little bit more about yourself and perhaps that other person. Because you may want to be in a relationship with somebody, but they may not be want to be in a relationship with you. So it's reading their energy field to do also. Or they're not ready for relationships. A lot of times it's just not ready, or maybe they're just not into you. Except that, that's a hard one to accept, isn't it? They're just not into you at the level you are. Ooh, that hurts, huh? But it's true. And, and, and sometimes we have to do is not to not really be really nice, nice, but tell you, yeah, they're just not into you. Because then, then you have to move into that place of, well, I want to feel good about myself. I want to get rid of that dead wood, get rid of all that negativity in my life and move forward. So I have a caller. Then I'll let my spirit guides talk to you a little bit more about this whole idea about raising your consciousness and getting more guidance. Oh, the other thing is I like to teach people how to do it. So you don't need a psychic or you don't need Ouija boards or you don't need tarot cards, even though they're fun to play with from time to time. So you don't need it. So you can do it all on your own, how you can connect with spirit. Little things that you can do. Um, I, I, and I can give you a few examples of that. I actually taught a class on Learn It Live on very, various instruments that people can use to predict things. You know, instruments of um, psychic instruments, uh, whatever you call this. I don't know. My mind's not clicking on that one. But you know what I mean. Tarot cards and angel cards and pendulums and how to use them. And that's one way of connecting, getting answers yourself, because not everybody's a channel. But learning to channel is cool, but not everybody's kind of comfortable with that concept of letting spirit talk through you. Ooh, you know, it's like, oh, my God, I'm going to let go of control because we have control issues, don't we? Okay, I'm going to take a call. I'm wandering on mentally here talking to you about all this stuff. I do want to get into a couple of articles. I do have an Abraham quote, which I think is really appropriate to this discussion about raising consciousness, and I want to take your calls. 
And I do have one on the line, so I will take that. I think I know who this is. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. Hello. Hi. It's been oh, a I while. Do. How are I, you doing? I, I recognize the voice. <laughs> how, how I'm okay other than our cloud Fire. of fires. It's terrible. I can I can sympathize. Okay, I can sympathize oh, okay. with people in these other companies. Okay, countries and places and fires and floods. You, the East Coast gets, you know, hurricanes and storms and, you know, floods. We get fires and mudslides and earthquakes. Yeah, yeah, you get a lot. We haven't had a big earthquake in a long time, though. That's kind of cool. So what's going on with you? Knock on wood. That's my head. I'm knocking on my head. I guess that's as good as wood, isn't it? (laughs) Right? Uh. Yeah. What's going on? What's going on with you? I just wanted a a message from dead people. Dead people. See, a lot of people don't know what we mean by dead people because they don't listen to the show on a regular basis. Dead people are your ancestors, like your great-grandmother and your great-grandfather and all those fun people. Oh, talk about that. I I won't keep you on the phone too long. I would just, you know. But I was watching the Long uh, Long Island Medium. I was ready to say the yeah. Long Island, I, Long Island iced tea, but I didn't know. It's the Long yeah. Island medium. I wonder if she drinks iced tea, so that you could say that she's the Long Island medium on Long Island iced tea. Never mind. So she was kind of fun. <laughs> she does yeah. a lot of the same things I do, but a little differently. She gets names sometimes. I don't yeah. always get names. Okay, so let's let's tune into Holly's. I know who you are. Holly's ancestors. Mother side of the family is what I get. Ooh, yes, strong mother side of the family. Male energy. This goes back a couple of generations. It feels like I get to number three, like third generation back. So it'd be like a great great grandfather kind of person on your mother's side. Wow. Okay. Okay. Uh, what he's telling me is he was a crusty old dude. Crusty old dude. I love that. Crusty old dude. Do you know what that means? Kind of. I don't know. Yeah. Do you know what I mean by crusty old dude? He was kind of cantankerous. Like grumpy? Yeah, grumpy, cantankerous, you know. Oh, boy. Yeah, well, yeah but, he, but now he's changed. Now he's in, now he's in the, 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 the area of love, surrounded by love, surrounded yeah. by other, other ancestors who came before and after him that have kind of mellowed him out a bit, his energy field. Uh-huh. So what does he have yeah. to do all that? Let's see you can always look that up and ask somebody, well, did you know my great-grandfather and my mother's side? What was kind of personality did they have and see if I'm right, right? Ask your mother. Yeah. Ask your grandmother or whoever. Yeah. Uh, grandfather. No. Okay. So what does he have to say to you? So they're, they're, he's kind of, he's quoting an old TV show. And it's moving on <laughs> up to the east side. So you're ready to move oh, on Oh, my up. goodness. Are you ready to move? Remember the Jeffersons? Yeah, the Jeffersons. He's quoting the Jeffersons. <laughs> Time for you to move it on up. So, it, yeah, it, you, you've come to a place after the first of the year where you're going to be moving on up to a much better situation. Are you okay. ready to let go of? Let me just see if I get clarity on that. Are you ready to let go of what's been holding you back or the restrictions that you put upon yourself? those people, I mean, he does use the word evil, and I don't know why he uses the word evil people in your life. Do you have any evil people in your life? Yes. You go, oh. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. 100%. So, yes. So he's saying to let go of these. You will be letting go of these evil people. They will be moving on from you. So letting go, moving on up to the east side, moving on up to a better situation. I think that's what he means by that, more so than a physical yeah. place. Yeah. Even though we've talked about this in the past, that you wanted to go to some physical. So 2018 is going to be a year for you to move and change your environment so you feel better about yourself. Okay? Yeah. Because he's sensing you're a bit stressed out over things right now. Maybe it's the holiday season. He's feeling that you're a little yeah, stressed Yeah, I, I feel out. off today. Yeah, I'm a little off today. Yeah. I don't know why. And so he's saying that it's time. That that will gradually dissipate. 
and it's a little bit of everything that causes you. It's yeah, you let people yeah. get to you. You like people, don't you? Yeah, it really hurts my heart when uh, people are mean to me. Yeah, so we gotta let those people go, the mean people, yeah. the evil people. Mm-hmm. You will let them go. Yeah, you move on from that. Uh, 2018 looks like. Is there any specific questions for him or your spirit guides or your other ancestors? Should I fix this car or buy a new one? You need, you need the new car smell, dear. That's what I hear. You need the new car smell. <laughs> yeah, you know, and and. and it, it, he's showing me the picture of, of money, like dollar bills or ten twenty dollar bills, being poured down the sewer, <laughs> like you're pouring them down. Oh the my sewer. goodness! So if I put money into that thing, I'd be like throwing the money away. Yeah, because it's not going to last that much longer. It, it'll it'll eco, it, it'll get it going for a while longer, but eventually you'll just go. Well, I'm spending a lot of money, and it just isn't worth it anymore. Um, mm-hmm. The word I get for you, the thought I get for you. Because you need peace of mind. You need to be able to wake up in the morning or go out and go, yeah, this car is going to start and it's going to run fine. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I'm worried. Because right, right now you're kind of like, oh, what's going to go wrong with it today? Oh, my goodness. I, I'm going to start it up. How come it's cranking and how come it's doing this and how come it's making this noise and that noise? And yeah. Will this, will this noise ever end? No, pretty much not in the car you're in. Okay. It's had a good. It's had a good life. It's had a yeah. good life, and it, and, it, and, it, it, and it needs to be taken apart and recycled. Okay, that's what I heard. <laughs> I can't resell make, it. Oh, you could. You could resell. You could resell it to a, a mechanic or something, or somebody who's going to use it for parts. Yeah, or somebody who okay. is a mechanic. You're best off selling okay. it to a mechanic of some kind, somebody who can fix it, that doesn't want to spend yeah. a ton of money on it, right? So yeah, okay. car. I yeah. have time for maybe next year for a new car. Not not now, but, but next may- year for a new. Car. Yeah. Go ahead. May I share with you, on your first yeah, part ahead. of my reading, um, I have a job offered to move east, southeast, and it's That's more fun. money. Moving on. Yeah, up I want to. I want to. <laughs> That's to funny. the east side. That's so yeah, I wanted to just share that with you because you're right on the money. Maybe that's what they're talking about, huh? But well, I'm a, I'm a little nervous to move, so that's why I'm asking. And and now, I just have but to so what's that? What what is he saying about you moving? We wouldn't have been telling you that expression unless we truly didn't believe it was for your best purpose or highest purpose. Yep. Yeah, that's what okay. I was asking. I was asking them that today, you know, okay. in my mind before I called. So yeah. they, they wouldn't have told you that unless they really truly believed that that's for your highest purpose. Okay? Yeah, and one more thing. Two of the evil people are three streets cool. away. That's all. It's not a question. I'm just sharing. Uh, okay, three streets away. The okay. evil people, yeah. Yeah. Well, you could, you could... I'm not telling you to do anything to those people because nobody would tell you to do anything to those people. No, I'm not going to do anything. Put a bubble of unconditional love around them and see what that happens. Okay. Big bubble. It's like, you ever see that show where they put the bubble over the town? I don't know what it was called. I don't know. You know, Mm -hmm. there was this... Uh, whatever it was called, they put this big bubble around this town and people had to stay inside their bubble. <laughs> yeah. So I think oh, I you're putting that. a bu- you're putting a bubble around them so that their emotions stay inside their little community and not affect you. Okay. Okay. okay? Thank you. You're welcome. Be well. Have fun. Enjoy. Thank Have you. a merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. You Happy too. Hanukkah. Whatever you're going to be celebrating this year. Mm-hmm. Check your mail. I mailed you something. Oh, you did. Ooh, I like it. Thank you. <laughs> be well. Bye. Bye. Okay, bye. Check my mail. Okay, so what are we doing? Is that are we done with calls and people and wanting to know stuff about their what their ancestors have to say to you? 
because that's part of what I do, and I love to do that stuff. I love to deal with your past lives, and I guess that spiritual coaching is giving you information from them because it is them. <laughs> it's not me, really. Honestly, that is not me. I didn't – that idea of moving on up to the east side was not something I would have ever thought of, okay? Chicken bones. I like that. Chicken bones. People people predict things. You know what? I'll give you one. You may think I'm crazy. You get crazy. There's coffee grounds, and I played with coffee grounds for a while. You know, show me your cup of coffee after dinner, and if you have grounds in the box. And they they tell stories. They believe it or not. You think I'm crazy. Oh, he's nuts. He's just out there. There's a friendship of weird people, right? But, yeah, it, the coffee grounds is kind of a cool thing. I've, I was watching this series on Amazon Prime where the lady went to this lady went to this um this tarot card reader or whatever you call her gypsy i don't know what you call her i'm not sure what she was exactly they didn't say but she was reading the cup tea leaves they're reading tea leaves but if you look at the bottom now you guys got to try this sometime if you ever drink tea or there's tea leaves in the tea or or coffee grounds look at them and see what you get just look at the picture see what kind of picture it paints and see if it re- it's relevant to you because I've done that. It's kind of fun. I'm not saying this is the, the best way to connect with spirit. No. The best way to connect with spirit is connect with your higher self. Connect with your soul. Connect with the essence of who you really are. And do that. Right? Versus, oh, tea leaves and chicken bones. Um, when, you think, when I'm thinking of chicken bones, I'm also throwing runes. If you know what a rune is. What's a ruin? Oh, I'm ruined today. No, it's a ruin. It's an ancient, it comes from uh, Viking-type people. I think it comes from Scandinavian countries. No, wait a minute. Oh, oh, time out. No. They're telling me. They're giving me a picture of it, and it comes from Druids. That's what it comes from. So look into, look into, yeah, that, that thing from the Druids. Yeah, runes, and each one has – they're really a lot to them, and it's interesting. They tell a story. A lot of things tell stories. Even tarot cards tell stories, beautiful stories in some cases. I'm not a tarot card reader. I've tried it, and it's not my best thing, right? But some people are really good at it, and they tell great stories. Okay, but you have to identify with it. Celtic, yeah, Druid, Celtic, yeah, they're all priests. They're all from the same – I got about – Ooh, about 20% of me, according to my DNA thing, is of that nature. I Well, no, 16%. 16% because it's Welsh, Irish, and Scottish background. So I have a little bit in that. I have some really state – I have a little Viking. About a 12% of that kind of Scandinavian Viking blood in me. Ooh, watch out, you know. Anybody do their ancestry? That's kind of fun. A lot of me is uh, French – and a little bit of English. I even have some, what they call the Iberian Peninsula, like 3%, 2%, like Spanish, Portuguese blood. And what was the other one? Italian blood. What, 1%? Like, really? I'm 1% Italian. That's why I love pizza. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay. So anybody do their DNA things. There's a couple of different companies that do that. I think at least two or three of them. It's kind of fun. And it's interesting to know. I think knowing your past lives is really more important than your current life. But it does explain a little bit about it because I, in my family line, I've always I've always identified more with my, well, let's say Irish, Welsh, Scottish background. They call it they called it Irish, and it's Celtic. Then I did with the Eastern European, or Western European, which is French. Yeah. So everybody's got their own little thing. So I would ask you, what do you identify more with? Which background? Maybe you identify with being a star a star being, right? I came from the planet of We all I think we all did in our past lives live on certain other planets and star systems and we kind of decided to come back to the earth for some whatever reason. Right? 
why are you on the planet Earth, right? Okay, I'm going to let my spirit guides talk to you. I'm sorry, I'm wandering off and having fun here. and So no more comments uh, from the peanut gallery. If anybody remember what the peanut gallery is, there used to be this show called the Howdy Doody Show. I'm showing my age. In the peanut gallery was these kids that would sit in this, these these benches and, you know, and watch the show as they're showing the show and the cartoons or whatever. That was way back when, when they actually showed cartoons. Ooh, those were really cartoons. They not, were not animated features. That was Bugs Bunny Day, right? And I think it was even before the Roadrunner and the Coyote. I love the Roadrunner and the Coyote. Didn't I see the video where the, they did the updated version of the Roadrunner and the Coyote, where the the Coyote actually ate the Roadrunner and got depressed and didn't know what to do and joined a religious cult? That was a great – look at it on YouTube. It's about – it's like it, somebody did it as kind of a joke kind of thing, but it was really kind of a cute where the coyote actually catches the roadrunner and eats him and gets depressed because he has – kid, what time is it? What time is it? It's time to let my spirit guides talk to you is what time it is, really. In the beautiful state of California, it's 2.26 in the afternoon. But it's also the time of our lives to manifest whatever we want. So different answers to that same question, right? Okay, I'm going to let them come through. But Sarah is my spirit group. It's a group of spirit teachers that come in as a group. They speak of one voice. The group will vary based on the questions and depends on who comes in. They don't go by their particular spiritual names because they feel that's kind of like they don't want you to identify with a personality. Well, I'm talking to Jesus today, right? No, no, none of that. It's about Sarah is the name of a group. Nothing more, nothing less. So they come through and I've been channeling for 25 years now. Started back in 1992, took classes. I'm kind of a natural channel. I knew I was channeling even when I was in my late teens, early 20s, but I, I didn't go, well, I don't, didn't know where the source was. Okay, I'm going to go under. Well, George has been rambling on today. A little nonsense, right? A little, you guys are probably agreeing with me and or us that he's been chatting a little bit about just general whatever information, but let's, well, we don't want to get serious, serious, because that's no fun to get serious, serious with you. We want to talk about consciousness, and the more you raise your consciousness and the higher your consciousness, you actually let go of problems. You let go of difficulties. You actually move into that place of where you're feeling better about yourself, and you're feeling better about your situation, and you're feeling better about life and stuff. So life itself. So we would say that when you're raising your consciousness and getting into closest to your higher self, your soulfulness, your we call it source energy, the more you raise your consciousness to be one with source, God, if you want to call it that, the more you enjoy life, the more fun you have, the easier life is because you don't fixate on your problems. People fixate on their problems. They worry about their problems. They constantly worry about, well, there's not enough money. I need a new job. My car is breaking down like our friend earlier. So what we're saying is when you raise your consciousness, you get into that level of consciousness. We're not going to talk so much about how. George has some great ideas about how. The, the how part for us to say to you is you have to decide that you want to do this. The how part is really you just decide, I want to raise my consciousness. I want to let go of my fear. I'm not going to be a fear-based person anymore. I'm going to be a love-based person, a higher vibrational person, a person who lives in solution, not problem. Now, we've talked about that before, and the difference, so we'll just kind of review that a little bit for you. If you're in problem, you're thinking about your problems, your your anxiety about your problems, you're worried about your problems. George has an article that talks about you're overanalyzing your problem. You you sit there and journal about your problems. You sit there and tell all your friends about your problems and your family about your problems, and you go on and on about your problems. That is a fear-based person. That's not solution-based. That's problem-based. The more you talk about your problems, see, when you're solution-based, you have answers. 
you put yourself into a place to receive answers. You don't fixate on your problems. You don't continually think about your problems. You turn them over. You let them go, okay? And there's a whole lot of trust going on there. Because how many of you really trust that you're going to get answers? If you let go of your problem and if you don't continue to think about your problem and write about your problem and tell everybody about your problem, then you're, you're staying in where you're at. You're staying in problem mode. Solution mode, which is a higher consciousness mode, is letting it go, turning it over, giving it to the universe, giving it to God, giving it to source, giving it to your higher self, whatever you want, terminology you want to use there. And know the answer can come. There is the trust part. Knowing an answer can come. But the quicker you let go of it and move to a place where you're not focusing on your problem, but you're focusing on feeling good, doing something. We would say that one of the best ways of getting out of problem mode and raising your consciousness is helping other people, doing things for others, not extending yourself out into your community, accepting yourself out to your family, your friends, being willing to show kindness and compassion and love to other people. And whatever that is, you know, whatever it is, picking somebody up at the store, cleaning somebody's house, doing whatever it is, mowing somebody's lawn, cutting down a tree for somebody, fixing somebody's car, whatever that is, because that gets you out of problem mode. Get, they get you focused on being in solution mode because you become a solution giver. This is especially true for men, if men are listening. You, you have problems and you want, to, you want to solve your problems, but you don't know how to solve your problems. Go somebody, solve somebody else's. Go, go paint somebody's house. Go help them with their financial situation. Do something for them. Give them tips and ideas on a sports team. Talk about sports and how they can be more involved in their sports team and give them ideas. Men have the greatest opportunity to be in solution mode by being problem solvers. So be a problem solver. We've never talked about this before, but we're going to put it out there because I know George has listeners that are male listeners. So if you got a problem, you don't know what to do about your problem. You don't have the answer, and the answer is kind of like, oh, I don't have an answer. I'm just going to worry about it. Don't worry about it. Go solve somebody else's problem. It could be a family member. It could be a child's, one of your children. It could be your wife. It could be your girlfriend. It could be your neighbor. It could be your boyfriend. It could be whatever it is. Just extend yourself out to others. It could be very simple, just little simple things, right? Just little things that you have an ability and an aptitude towards doing, do it. That gets you out of problem mode. That gets you into solution mode. The more you extend yourself for others, the quicker you're going to get an answer to your own problem because you're in solution mode. Now try it. If you don't believe me, if you don't believe us, we say us, me, me being one of the spirit group members, if you don't believe me, us, slash us, if you don't believe us, do it. Just practice it. Just do it. Anytime you got a problem and you don't have the answer to it, you don't know what action to take, go solve somebody else's problem. Just go spend some time solving other people's problems. It could even be a work thing. Go to work and completely forget your problems, get to work and solve other problems. At work problems, play problems, family problems, neighbor problems, just be a problem solver. And once you get into that problem-solving mode for others, you will quickly get a solution to your own problem. And we would also go play, go play golf, go play tennis, go kayaking, go climb a mountain. That's solving a problem, right, in a way. Just do something that feels good. But for a lot of you, what feels good is helping other people and doing things for other people and solving other people's problems. That gets you into solution mode. Absolutely, 100%. So you're, you're changing your consciousness. You're going from self to others. You're extending your energy out to others. That pulls you out of the problem mode and into solution mode. And think about that. Just try it. Just try it. Next time you got a problem you don't have an answer, it could be a very simple problem, go help somebody else. Go do something for somebody else. It could be at work. It could be at home. It could be one of your neighbors. 
maybe they need their lawn mowed and a senior in their area needs their lawn mowed. Well, it's winter for a lot of people are calling in. Maybe they need the snow moved off their driveway or their front porch and maybe it's an elderly person in your neighborhood that you, you don't want them to trip and fall on the ice, right? Okay, do it. Help them. Get into that. The simple, you know, the smaller the problem, the smaller the solution mode you get into. The bigger the problem, the more you can extend yourself and the more you need to feel better about yourself. That's raising your consciousness. That's one of the best ways of raising your consciousness is getting into solution mode. We, we put it simply. So how do you do that? Well, extending yourself. Go have some fun. And share that with others. Share your fun. Go bake a cake if you're so inclined. Go make a meal for somebody. Buy somebody a pizza. Whatever it is, do something for somebody else. Solve their problem, and the answer for your problem will come to you. The universe will provide you an answer because you're no longer in problem mode, worrying about your problems, fretting about your problems, all upset about your problems. Just really focus on I'm going to help somebody else. I'm going to help somebody work. I'm going to finish a project, do a great job on it. Just going to focus on this. Not going to focus on my problems. I'm not going to let that come into my consciousness right now. I'm just going to focus on doing the best job I can, helping somebody else, helping my organization, helping my neighbors, helping whoever it is. Boom, done. You get what you want, Looking what you're looking for. So try that. Do it. If it doesn't work, think about it. What did you do? Did you still focus on your problems? Did you still focus when you went into helping other people? Were you still consciously absorbed in your problems? Or you just let it go for the moment? Just focus on them. Completely 100% focus on solution. Being a solution person. You'll see what happens. So we'll, we'll leave you with that. Think about that. That's one of the best ways of raising consciousness, getting what you want in life, solving a problem, is being problem solver. Thank you for listening. Bye. Okay, I'm back. I'm going to just try to come out of that state of being connected to spirit. I've been doing this a long time. And I took classes. We met for a year thereafter the classes. And we channeled. And my, my mentor, <laughs> my friend, you want an ancestor. Which one? You got an ancestor in mind? It does feel like a male energy, and I don't know why I get that. I'll just give you that. It feels like a male energy on mother's side. Anyway, it seems to be repetitive here. I'm not trying to be repetitive. Um, male energy, mother's side of the family. Uh, you know, I'm going to give you this, and this will this will mean this may mean something to you or may not, and it may not mean to anybody else but you. Your relationship issues are solved. Just be in that place of receiving. Your relationship issues are solved. Whatever I think that what name means for you because we've talked about somebody coming into your life that you can connect with. Your relationship issues. Okay, this is weird. I'll give it to you anyway. It's a weird expression. The stamp of approval has been put on a woman who is going to come into your life shortly. Now, I don't want to promise you that because we've talked a lot about this and, and personally. And, and, I, and I hesitate to tell you all this unless I'm just hearing it. So I'll give you that. Okay? Boom. Done. That's what he's telling me. Your relationship issue has been solved. The stamp of approval. I see this big old stamp, you know. <laughs> In the United States, they stamp meat being certain grades of meat, but it's funny. It's not. It's a stamp of approval that she's going to be in your life shortly. Ah, that's a good thing, I think, right? Isn't that a good thing? You ready? Wow, we've talked about this. So we're going to move on. We're going to move on to – what are we moving on to? Oh, an article or two. Well, let me give you the Abraham quote for the day, and it relates to this whole topic. Some people join me and then leave and go, wow, he's kind of different, isn't he? Yes, I am. I am different. I am different. Okay, this is an Abraham quote from a workshop in 2001, March 10th, 2001. 
in Los Angeles, California. Didn't even know about Abraham back then. I think 2001 was before The Secret. Yeah, a little bit before The Secret. People were going to these workshops back then. Okay, so what did Abraham have to say? Abraham is a group of non-spiritual entities, much like Thera Group, who work through Esther Hicks. Esther doesn't like to say she's channeling, but she is, you know. Esther, you're a channel. She goes, no, I'm not. I'm just presenting Abraham. <laughs> okay, same difference, right? Funny. I find that humorous that she says, I don't channel. You should do Okay, world peace means one mindset big enough to make the decisions about everybody else, what everybody else wants, and the rest of the world conforming. This is the ultimate definition of world peace. Now, I'm going to stop and say, wait a minute, hold on, time out. I don't necessarily agree, but we'll go on with the quote. Because that's one way of saying that we all agree to live this one way and we're all going to live in this utopic state. You know, I watch these movies about utopic states and then somebody gets rebellious and they go, I don't want to be in this, I don't want to be in this perfect place because there's something wrong with this perfect place, right? Okay, so that's what Abraham is basically saying. One mindset big enough to make decisions about everybody else, what everybody else wants. Ooh, that doesn't sound good. That sounds very controlling, doesn't it? Okay, let me keep going. Keep going, George. Don't stop there, right? You said, oh, let's get along. And what each of you is meaning, you do what I want. A peaceful world means everybody wanting what I want, going along with what I want. The only problem with that is there are more than one of you and have endless desires that are born within you. The ultimate experience is everyone having their experience, launching their individual rockets of desire. That's their intentions, their wants. Rockets of desire was Abraham's way of saying, we put our wants out to the universe, our desires out to the universe, how we want to live our lives, blah, 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 right? Okay. The universe yielding to all of them simultaneously and everyone not worrying about what anybody else created. And so then allowing that they are what they are wanting. What a world that is when there is endless desires who are allowing the fulfillment of their own desires. Now, I, I kind of go along with that last part. But when I think of let – let me define world peace according to what Abraham would say here. What world peace would be is a place where each one of us has our own wants and desires, our own intentions, our own what we want in life. And it's not interfered by other people. They can't. So people aren't saying to you, "You can't have that." You know, you can't have that. You you can't have this, or you can't have that. World peace is the ability for us to each one want our own things, want our own desires. Even as a community, we decide as a community we want this and we want to live this way, without other people being critical of that and saying, "No, you can't. I want I want you to live my way." So I, I, I've told, I kind of disagree with that to some, in some essence, that world peace to me is the ability for each person, group, or community or of nations to live according to their own particular desires and their own particular wants without other people interfering with that and saying, no, you can't do that. You can't have that. That's world peace to me. That's, that's kind of how I look at it. That's how maybe I look at Abraham a little differently than the intention here. Okay, but I thought that was an interesting quote. So what do you think? Would you agree or disagree? What do you think about world peace? Do you, is world peace one-mindedness? The world has one mind. We all live one way. No, I don't think we want that. We're individuals. As Abraham said, we have our own interests and desires, and we aren't necessarily all going to agree on everything, Right. We're not all going to agree on the same thing, but we all can respect each other and the differences that we do have and be willing to, how do I put it, allow them, as long as they're not stepping on your toes, right? You know, what what ends world peace is you want this and this and this and this and this, and somebody says you can't have that. No, that's mine. You can't have that. That's what I say. That's what that I believe is what causes frictions in the world is that you want to live a certain way. 
but you're trying to impose it on other, other people. And that's not world peace. That's just control. Okay, enough of that. We've gone on and on about that. I have an article I thought was really cool about this whole thing. Pray for what you already have. You could use the word pray. You could use the word meditate. You could use the word focus on what you already have. Donald Altman is the person in mindfulness. Donald is one minute. He wrote the book. He's an author. One minute mindfulness, the mindfulness code at meal by meal. Known as American's mindfulness coach, he is practicing psychotherapist. He's a practicing psychotherapist who conducts mindful living and mindful eating workshops. And his website, just so you know, so if you're interested, is one minute mindfulness book.com. So if you want to look him up, I don't know if that'll link to something that he talks about mindfulness. So this is from his book, One Minute Mindfulness. Okay. The next minute is not what you think it will be, not even close, but it can be what we decide to focus on, but it can be what we focus on. If we're constantly looking for what's missing from our lives, that big house, dream car, perfect relationship, ideal job, then the upcoming minute might be filled with regret, remorse, sadness, and frustration, and hopelessness. If we constantly appreciate what we cur- what currently before us and available in our lives, the car that runs, the roof over our head, the job that provides resources, and the relationships we do have, more importantly, most importantly with us our, with ourselves, then we spare ourselves disappointment. I know that kind of goes away from what I've been talking about, but let's just go through the rest of the article because I thought it was fascinating and Spirit wanted to comment on this a little bit. Okay, so according to Donald, I was running a workshop where I met Hannah, a 50-year-old nutritionist, with one of the toppings was overcoming depression through gratitude. During the break, Hannah approached me, held out her right arm, and pointed to a bracelet adoring her wrist. Dangling from the bracelet were all the letters of the alphabet. She proceeded to tell me the story behind this bracelet. For years, she struggled with depression, anger because of a highly stressful job and some unhealthy relationships. I think we've all of us had that from time to time, right? Antidepressants had come and gone, but nothing seems to work, seemed to work. By the midpoint of her life, Hannah, by her own admission, was not a pleasant person to be around. I think we've all known that from time to time, right? Ooh, yeah, don't hang out with that person. Everything that's going to come out of their mouth is really negative, and you you don't want to be around them, right? Okay, so we've all had those people. Don't go to that office. You're just going to hear a bunch of it, right? She she could have just shut down. Instead, she placed her faith in bringing gratitude to, who was already in her life. The shift gradually and dramatically altered her experience of the, ste- of the steam of minutes that followed. In the stream of minutes that followed. Well, steam. Okay, stream of minutes that followed. Okay? Hannah smiled as she told me. The change was so obvious that people at work asked me if I was taking medication. I think they were hoping it was something they could take. Yeah, I was, right? They could have been grateful or gratitude or appreciation, right? To stay connected to her practice of gratitude, Hannah uses her bracelet in a journaling exercise in which she chooses a different letter of the alphabet and records all the things she is grateful for that began with that letter. Okay, and his thoughts are, I'm not suggesting you ignore the ruts in your life by covering up with chocolate frosting. That would leave you with a chocolate-covered rut. But at the same time, the rut is not all that there is. When you agree that every minute of the path is also paved and can be navigated without driving over the ruts. Okay. This is within our control. To understand where we are placing our awareness is to recognize the ruts. Take the following one-minute mindful inventory. What is missing? Okay, this is a little inventory, and I'll kind of go through this, and I'm going to, we're not going to spend a whole much more time on this, because it's only about a minute left, so, okay? Do I tend to focus on what I don't have? If so, 
How is this affecting my relationships? Right? You focus on your problem, as Spirit talked about, focusing on your problem. You focus about your problem. I I need a brand new car. I really want a brand new car. And I have a little different perspective on that, so let me go through this. How do I, what do I think is missing in my life? How do I feel when I place my awareness on what's missing? What is present and available? What is present and available to me? How can I begin to redirect my awareness to the gifts I have? How does looking at that that is in my life make me feel? How does giving give hope and energy. I'm going to shift this a little bit because I want you to think in terms a little bit about this direction of something you want. Let's say you want a new car, right? And I'll finish this article in a minute. You really want a new car. And your car's not working very well. I mean, you could focus on the problem. My car's not working. You could complain and whine about it. But you'd be grateful that you have a car. But you could also appreciate that you have the means to, to buy a car or get a new car, you can also appreciate that there is the possibility that the universe will provide you that car, that you can appreciate that, wow, other people have gotten new cars. I can get a new car. Why can't I get a new car? You can appreciate that there's availability. There's a car out there that I really like. You can be grateful for the one you have in the moment, but also focus a little bit on the appreciation of the opportunity that you have to get another car. Or maybe you don't need a car. I'm thinking about that myself. Maybe I don't need a car. Maybe I just need certain other forms of transportation. I know millennials have given up cars to for Lyft and Uber and public transportation where they don't have the burden of a car. I'm just using cars as an example, right? Being grateful for the opportunities you have for transportation, wherever they are. I have a friend who can drive me everywhere. Well, I appreciate that, right? I'm grateful for that friend. I'm grateful for my car still working. Right. Okay, so let me let me go on to the last part of his article. So show grateful, be appreciate the things that you do want, what they, how they make you feel if you have that. Don't get hung up on how. That's the problem. Don't get hung up on how it's going to happen. You fixate on how and you get frustrated. So, as, as Spirit said, get into the solution mode. Okay. I am reminded of the film Under the Tuscan Sun, in which the heroine, played by Diana Lane, moves to Italy after a divorce. The things she wishes to have in her life, people to cook for her, a family and a wedding, manifest in such unexpected ways she doesn't immediately recognize that they are present. When her realization dawns, she glows with peace, joy, and wholeness. So... She puts that in the back of her mind, doesn't she? Oh, I would like this and this and this, and I'm going to about my day. I'm going to get busy. I'm going to solve problems. Boom. Guess what happens? She gets all she wants. It's a great example of the law of attraction. It's a great example of my spirit guides we're talking about, right? That if you really focus on the now, if you really focus on being a problem solver for other people, if you don't have the solution, be open to the solution. And go about your business and do things that are fun, do things that help other people. That's what Spirit's trying to tell you, right? Got it? Beautiful. Okay, that was from the book, One Minute Mindfulness by Donald Altman, which letting Spirit throw a little bit in there and part of it. Okay, what are we at now? What much time do we have left? We have about six minutes. I have an article I don't want to read that. I don't want to go there. I'll leave that one alone. We're not going there. We're going into this other article. And it's, oops, what happened? Important important tips to raise your consciousness. And I'm just going to highlight what I think is the most valuable ones in this whole discussion. He has about 11 of them, but I don't want to go through all that. That would be a little boring, right? Oh, 11 of these. Really, George, you're going to read all 11 of these? No, I'm not. Be you in every moment. I love that. Yep, it's that simple. Replace pretense with your presence. You don't have to wait until you feel good, perfect, enlightened, and wait for something to happen to you to relax into your own being. You don't need to look at others' journeys and compare. Judge your doubt about yourself. This type of thinking just tricks you out of the perfection of you in this moment. 
anyways. No matter what you are feeling or what is the situation, just be you. I love that. Just be you. And let the rest unfold. Just just follow your inner guidance. Follow your direction. Follow who you are as a person. Just connect with that. What what I want to do. What I who I am. Okay? I'm going to skip around a little bit through this. Well, the next one I like, the next point I'm going to talk about is don't be so hard on yourself. Raising consciousness is not a serious mission like that. It's not, you're going to be so serious. I'm going to be so serious about this. There's no self-judgment or I won't make it kind of thinking required. Remember, we're here to be human and awaken through this human form. Don't deny it altogether. You're not lacking peace because we allowed others to be human. We lack peace because we judge and resist certain aspects of being human while chasing overvaluing others. Don't compare, really. Don't be so hard. You're not as a guru like what's his name or what's her name. or No, you're just you and you're, you're here banging around, having some fun, right? You're human. Don't be so hard on yourself. You came here for a purpose, right? We're not here to make ourselves an enemy and seek to destroy our ego. We are simply choosing to become conscious of how it currently operates and make some adjustments without the ounce of judgment. Oh, don't judge yourself. Don't judge others. You're here, you're here to learn lessons. You're, Abraham would say, you're here to learn contrast. You learn from what you don't want to get what you do want. So sometimes you see things in your life you don't want. People around you, oh, I don't want to be like that. Or you're in a relationship you don't want. You just see something about a relationship. So you don't focus on what you don't want. You don't focus on the aspects of a relationship or another person that you don't want that person in your life. You don't want that in your life. That just attracts more of that. You focus on what you do want. You appreciate qualities in people that you really see and go, wow, I need somebody in my life like that, right? Like for me, it's like having people in my life that are very spiritually oriented, oriented that I can talk to this about this stuff, right? I love that. I love these conversations about health and consciousness and, you know, health through consciousness. That's, that's to me, it's a very important aspect of who I am. Okay. Um, moving through. The back to the point, and we talked a little bit about this. Don't ever analyze. Answers to our challenges are often quite simple. If you find yourself analyzing and reanalyzing all the time, it's likely you're spending too much time in your head. Get out of your mind. The answers will come when they need to. As Spirit said, go do something for somebody else. Go have some fun. Right? Go do something else. Get out of your head. But the paralysis of analysis is what we used to call it in the business world. Are you par- are you so paralyzed by what you're doing, okay, that you can never find the answers? You can never find the answers by sitting in a room going, oh, I've got to find an answer, got to find an answer. Get out. Go do something fun. And I read a book on on business and business practices that work, and one of the things that they – talked about was just doing that, just getting out, turning your problems over, letting it go. Don't overanalyze the problem. A little bit of analysis. I think they quoted Neil Donald Walsh here and it says, if we think about it, if we begin to analyze it, if we start to argue about it or try to figure it out, becoming lost in thought. No one gets anywhere trying to figure out a sunrise. A sunrise is something that just, will you just be with and you get that whatever it, it from whatever you get it from it from it if you try to analyze a sunrise the experience the experience the sunrise has for you will all go away so just experience enjoy life have fun right just enjoy life that's the main point of today's show is about raising consciousness by just letting go so if i can help you i'd love to help you i'd love to uh spiritual life coach, show you when something's going to happen, if spirit's going to say, but then help help you to the, the how part, what you need to let go of, what you need to drop out of your consciousness. Let spirit talk to you. Let your higher self talk to you about what you need to do to make that happen. If spirit says you're going to meet somebody in a month, then what do you need to do to make it happen? What do you have to do? The how part is up to the universe, but maybe there's some things that you need to do. Spirit talked about you, the, 
whatever you want is on just on the other side of the door. You just need to allow that door to open and flow to you because you block that door with all your negativity. I love you guys. I will be back on Friday. We do this show Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Be well. Have fun. Okay. Have some fun. Bye.